dark side of the farts. Oh, Is there a light no. side of the farts? Um, that is very dangerous. Mm. They light on fire very easily. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, yeah. That would be what, what the light side of the farts. <laughs> Vader knows exactly how <laughs> dangerous it can be. <laughs> Did we tell anyone that we were watching the Star Wars movies this week? I don't think we did. I think it came up after the call. Maybe. And we're actually watching the good ones, so we're probably not going to have much to say about them. No, they suck. Mm. I mean, come on. Yeah. Hot take. Star Wars sucks. It always sucked. Join my Discord. To talk about how much Star Wars sucks. There's probably a <laughs> yeah, few I mean, discords like, dedicated to that purpose at this point. <laughs> probably. Uh, I mean, obviously it sucks. I mean, there's not even any bad digital effects except the ones they added. Mm. Well, and and that's the thing because you watched the 2004 DVD editions. Um, which yeah. had the the updates from the special edition a little more refined, so it didn't. It wasn't as bad as it was in 1997, but it still stuck out. Um, and I had intended oh, yeah, to watch the latest Blu-ray edition as well as what I watch, but I, I've been too too busy these last two weeks with Thanksgiving and everything, so. I, being a hipster, I decided to watch um, Star Wars Demastered, which is uh, like a fan edit that's trying to bring the movies as close to the original theatrical releases as possible. So, so like the big thing that stood out for me watching is that like the colors were so much brighter, you know, before like, like they they darkened the palette, which I think actually made it look more. You know, like modern film ish, when they, you know, like the newer editions. But like the the colors, yeah, the, the color palette was like brighter, brighter reds, you know, almost an like orangey, I guess, um, in a lot of shots. And I don't know if that's how it actually looked in theaters, or if that's just based on because I think a lot of like the restoration stuff they did was like looking at like the photos that were in like, the official novelization and stuff, how they'd have, like, that insert in the middle of, like, pictures from the movie, if they use that to figure out what the color gradients were in the original release. Yeah, but, I mean, that's also going through, like, three different mediums to get to that point, so it... Yeah. I mean, I I guess you never really know. um, Yeah, I was was born in 1990, so I wasn't there, so I can't confirm (laughs) or deny that this was the most accurate representation of the theatrical experience but I remember watching um, Star Wars in theaters in 1977 mm. it uh back when you were negative time. how many years old yeah. <laughs> um 25 <laughs> mm. uh, Jesus Christ these movies are old yep no oh, wait 15 yeah yeah, I mean, it's like, they're old, but they don't feel old, like, and I, I, 
Like, I, I thought, you know, that the reason they didn't feel old to me was just because I saw them as a kid in the 90s. And then I saw them again in the 2000s when they re-released them again. And then saw them when they re-released them again for the Blu-ray edition in, like, 2009 or 10. Or 11 or whatever. Um, so it's like, I thought, you know, the, the frequent re-releases is why it didn't feel old. But having rewatched them, I mean, another major impression I got is just how much, how timeless it is in its presentation. That there's not a lot of stuff that's like, oh yeah, that's a 70s reference, or like, that's an 80s reference. Like, it, it it's very self-contained in, like, the world that it's in. Like, the most 70s thing that happened, like, maybe some of the haircuts are a little 70s. Like, yeah. maybe Luke's haircut. And, like, like when Han Solo's talking to Leia and he's like, Hey, listen, sister. It's like, okay, yeah. yeah like, calling someone sister, yeah, that sounds like 70s slang. But aside from that, most of it, like, it feels like it's its own world, separate from anything going on on Earth. Yeah, like, even even then, like, aside from a couple of the things that Han says, like, there's not really... There's not really much... Um, it's not really much like 70s or 80s slang at all. Um, yeah. Like, it, it seems like they did deliberately... Uh, well, I mean, obviously they did try to deliberately uh, get rid of that so it would feel um, more timeless. Yeah. It's and, like it's and, like a fantasy story in like the most fantasy sense where it's like it does its own world building. It's not relying on like Earth history to establish anything. Yeah, like even with the design of the technology, like it seems a little dated, but even then, not not by much. Yeah, it's it's dated in terms of like the kind of effects they can do, but it, it, it that's not really a reflection on like the condition of the world, I guess. Yeah. And also, I mean, watching the demastered version, it was still impressive, like, the Millennium Falcon in flight, especially in, like, Empire Strikes Back. You know, the way they, like, you could tell, like, it's, it's like, stop-motion capture, you know, like, superimposed over space backgrounds, but still, they got, like, some pretty dynamic angles for what they were doing with that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, especially when the ships are, like, moving in all three dimensions at once, yeah. and, uh... It's very smooth, and yeah. the whatever post effects they did on like the the engines and everything, um, it holds up. It holds up a lot better than like MCU movies that came out five years ago. Mm. But yeah. some of them, not not all of them, but like, I mean, like I, I'm. The, the the final fight scene with Black Panther will never get out of my mind mm. with how like bad the lighting was and everything but anyway um, yeah well, it, it's, as great as the MCU is I'm not sure how well it will age because of it being like it, it's set in the years that it came out on Earth so there's still you know it, it can't have that timelessness of Star Wars it's yeah. like anybody in you know decade you know if in like 2050 if someone goes back and they want to watch you know the the movie that set of Marvel movies from the 2010s, it's going to look dated because like the fashion is dated, you know the 
you know, way the world, people thought about the world back then was dated. Um, yeah. You know, the, the way characters relate to each other, I guess, in certain ones. I mean, I think, like, especially Black Panther's gonna feel dated, because, you know, like, that one gets a little more into, like, political stuff. Although, I mean, it still, it does keep it, um, like, like, isolationism, you know, is, like, always an issue in, in the world. It's not, you know, just, like, this decade that it's... it's yeah, I mean, like, the, the... The broader issues won't age, but, um, like, I, I think, like, especially phase one will probably hold up better because even though, um, even though, like, Iron Man, um, deals yeah, like, with he's in Afghanistan of, because it that was the current war in, yeah, late 2000s, like, e- even, like, Honestly, I feel like Iron Man even holds up now. I know it's not that, um, we're not that separated from 2008, but, like, mm. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I think, like, it'll, it holds up in the sense that, like, you can watch Apocalypse Now and it, you know, it, it, the Vietnam War is over, but it's still, like, the, the themes of the story still work. Yeah. Like, you can, and it, like, establishes the context enough that it's, like, you know enough about why this war is happening for yeah like, like it, with iron man you know it's like it it's a terrorist group who gets a hold of his weapons um and he was selling them in the country that they live in you know like that it's it's established enough that you you don't need to know like the particulars of like the taliban to understand what's going on yeah in the movie like the 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 specifics will age but like the the broader ideas won't age as badly as uh, a lot of others, I think. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is just that, like the a lot of the origin stories of Marvel characters are so solid that you know, like Iron Man, you know the the billionaire who is war profiteering, and then it comes back to bite him, and then he tries to do better. Like you know that that he the original Iron Man origin story was in the Vietnam War. You know, it it can be updated, but the the core idea still holds up. And like, like Doctor Strange has a solid origin story. Peter Parker has a solid origin story. They didn't really do it in the MCU, but um, you know, yeah. like the Uncle Ben story works and can be translated to like any decade, and it still works. You just have to kind of update things. Like, well, people don't really go wrestling for money anymore, so maybe <laughs> something else for money that he could get and get snubbed out of the money and get mad about it and ignore something he shouldn't ignore yeah i mean like even like spider-man like oh i programmed something for this guy and he didn't pay me and yeah and then he gets robbed and then it's like well fuck you i don't care yeah and it kills his the same person kills his uncle and yeah and then um, there's a big green villain because uh, that's that's the only Spider-Man origin story you can tell in movies. Is it has to be a big green guy? Yeah. It'll. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he has so many of his villains are green or wear green. Yeah. I mean, it could be I Scorpion mean, next. Yeah, I mean, we've got Green Goblin, Scorpion, 
and Lizard are like always green. Vulture usually wears green. Mysterio usually wears green. Um, Doctor Octopus sometimes wears green. Um, yeah, I like I. I get the colors. Also, I saw a, a headline rumor that um, Doc Ock might come back as the latest cameo uh, from the Raimiverse into the MCU. Um, uh, I mean, but by now, like, it's like fuck it, just make it good, please. Yeah, I, just bring everybody back. Yeah, like just bring back Harry Os, bring back both Harry Osborns and make them fight. <laughs> James Franco just badly acting his way, his way through the movie. Yeah, yeah. You got you got James Franco just being a ham, and Dane DeHaan being like all like gloomy and weird. Have James Franco being a ham, and then John Mulaney comes through and like that's my job. <laughs> that that was the dumbest. Yeah, yeah. Show. Just have the cartoon characters show up, do like a um, Roger Rabbit thing. Where it's yeah. like they're interacting off the animated characters. <laughs> or like just with no explanation, just like open a portal above him and have Spider-Ham fall onto him and fall through another portal and nobody ever mentions it. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past Sony to do that, honestly. Like they're they're trying yeah. to consolidate I mean- all their universes, apparently. Yeah, if the number of cameos that have been rumored for Spider-Man Home is where the heart is, um, <laughs> you know, if if those are all true, then uh, that they, yeah, they're they're just like referencing every like Spider-Man thing they've done. Do you think? Uh, see, I I I got stuck on my brain. But um, mm. I was gonna say something. Blah blah blah. Spider Man Homestuck. Mm. <laughs> it never really yeah. materialized. Um, it seems like we've gotten bored of Star Wars pretty fast already. <laughs> well, I, I mean, look at my what, notes and see if I wrote anything else. Like, what? What are you gonna say about like the most popular movies of the past five decades? I mean. Mm. Like the, the the one thing I will say is that, and I I relearn this every time I watch the trilogy, is that I'm always surprised mm. that uh, the Imperial March is not in the first Star Wars. Yep, it's like introduced I, in the second one. Yeah, like I I relearn that every time I watch it, because it, mm. it just feels like it belongs there, eternally. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, because Darth Vader isn't... He's the coolest-looking villain, but Tarkin is the main villain of the the first movie. And Vader's just the cool henchman. Yeah, like... Darth Vader doesn't actually do a lot, but he's just like a bastard. (laughs) he's, He's the enforcer who goes around capturing and killing people. Yeah. Like, how many, how many Imperial soldiers did he just kill? Like with, like for no reason. I like, think that not... was more an Empire, because I think in A New Hope, the only like, he starts choking a guy who's mouthing off to him at a meeting, but yeah. otherwise, I don't think he killed any Imperials. Yeah, I, I meant mostly in general, because like he, 
he chokes out like three or four officers. He like sends star destroyers into an asteroid field. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because in Empire, it's like a running, almost like a running gag throughout the movie that like when the Imperial officers fail him, he chokes them to death. And then you get like that one shot right at the end where the Millennium Falcon escapes and he just turns and walks off the bridge and everyone's staring like, oh no, who's he gonna kill? But he doesn't kill anyone. <laughs> yeah, th- there's like that one guy with like a 1980s iPad that just looks at him mm. eyes wide like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna murder somebody, but he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> I am so gonna murder somebody, I just don't know who yet. Mm. Yeah. Also, like, I, where, I where do we, had forgotten where do we even start? You know, watching Empire. Like, 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 I mean, I didn't have that many thoughts about A New Hope, aside from you know stuff I'd already said. But, um, but with um, Empire, the first note I, I was surprised I'd forgotten how quickly and brutally it is that Luke gets mauled by a wampa. That is oh, the, yeah. like in like his opening scene, he's just like riding out in the snow, like. Oh yeah, hey base, everything's a cool out here, and then just boom, wampa claw, yeah. dragged off in the snow. Luke gets the shit beaten out of him in like every movie. I mean, like Empire, Empire like the mostly. whole movie is like the rebels get the shit kicked out of them. The movie for like the yeah. entire movie, it seems like that's just the point of the movie. That like Luke is just getting beat up through the whole thing. And, like, Han gets, like, frozen and left for dead. He gets tortured for a while just to draw Luke out, you know, with no explanation to him why it's happening. Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> I guess, so, like, supposedly the pain that he's feeling, um, Luke yeah, like feel that, that that's, too. you know, how, yeah, yeah, that, I, I assume that's what's going on. Like, they don't tell Han why, but Luke sensing his friends in pain is because they're torturing him to you know, get Luke to show up. Yeah, I, I do like that line, like, they didn't even ask me any questions. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it, like, it's, it's, you know, very subtle, the way they do that. Yeah. They I don't just spell it out for you. Like, yeah, I, I think a lot of stuff in, um, A New Hope was, like, more obvious and on the nose. And mm-hmm. Empire was a lot more like subtle uh, character work, and uh, uh, I, I guess you could say lore. But mm. I don't know, and then um, I don't know where. And I was then going. you get that but, one line about the uh, Millennium Falcon's computer talking to R two, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the oh, yeah. setup for the robot that gets installed into the Millennium Falcon's brain in the Solo movie. <laughs> that is never brought up before or after again, right? Yep. Yep. Yep, it was just like one funny little line they did, and they decided, hey, that's got to be a plot point in this movie. The, but that was the also pal- the movie where, like, his last name was a plot point. And, like, his Does gun the- was a plot point, and his jacket was a plot point. <laughs> is, is the whole solo movie just, like, fan service? Like, entirely? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it ends teasing Darth Maul for a sequel that's never going to happen. Oh, Especially wow. because it's teasing Darth Maul at a time when we had already known how he dies the second time. 
How many times does he die? Because he, Rebels season three had already. He does um, like like three times in Clone Wars. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh. Well. Yeah. Because he dies in Episode One. He comes back in Clone Wars, but then last we saw in season five, it looked like Palpatine was going to kill him. But then he comes back <clears throat> in season seven, and then comes back again in the solo movie and then he comes back again in Rebels and then at the end of Rebels Obi-Wan kills him again and presumably he's actually dead this time but he might not be I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back again in like Mandalorian season 3 or something I mean that would be hilarious to me like I, I like characters that who like for all purposes should be dead but then come back just to die again yeah, I mean at the, least the, yeah, the, and as long as they get to game. do stuff unlike Phasma, you know, like Phasma yeah. keeps yeah. coming back and then does nothing and then dies again, and it's like what was I mean, even your point? I mean, I mean guys like um, that the guy in Blade, who like mm. gets in a fight with Blade like three times and gets terribly wounded every time, but doesn't actually die. I, mm. Like I, I like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like he cut off his hand like two or three times. Yeah, I like guys like that. Who, like, for all, for all reasons, should be dead, but just aren't, and like force themselves back into the story. Mm. I just think that's funny. Mm. But yeah, like not not like Phasma, where she's kind of just there. Yeah, like she had a point in the first movie, you know, Force Awakens, uh, first of that trilogy. She had a point in that movie to be there as, like, context for Finn, and, like, where Finn comes from, that, like, this is his superior officer. That, that was then, never followed up know, on. Yeah, I mean, he just, he kind of, you know, gets to rub it in her face when they force her to bring down the shields, and, and that's, like, the end of that. Um, and then, you know, they have the garbage compactor thing because everything is nostalgic reference in the sequel trilogy um, yeah and and yeah then that that was all there was to that and then they brought her back and deleted the scene where she had like one mildly important thing and then <clears throat> just killed her again I don't know why Star Wars like can't have any good intact like the, the main movies I mean why they can't have like any yeah. good many antagonists? Because mm. like, like Grievous wasn't yeah, like good. Yeah, Boba in Fett the... is useless in the movies. Oh yeah, but like but Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, like, Grievous really was anything. amazing in the cartoons, and then like the two D cartoon that happened before the movie. So I was like hyped for him, and then he he just runs away all the time. He gets his, you know he pulls out four lightsabers, and Obi Wan just chops his hand off. It's like, Oops. Yeah, like that. That was that was a cool fight, like visually, but not interesting in any like meaningful way. Yeah, and the, there was like no setup. If you're only watching the movies, there's no setup for like who is <clears throat> and why does he matter and where did he come from? And yeah, it's like nah. It's just why is so, he coughing? It, yeah, it's like, it's just it's a cool robot that leads all the other army of robots, and you didn't see him last time because we hadn't invented him yet yeah 
And also, he has to be kind of like Darth Vader, because of course. Yeah. Every, apparently, every villain has to be kind of like Darth Vader. Every villain is either Darth Vader or the Emperor. Yeah. It's like Kingdom Hearts, where every character is either Sora or Xehanort. Mm. Except a lot well, less Well, yeah, literal. so all the villains are some form of Xehanort. Yeah. Or like, if they make at, a different one, it like was secretly Xehanort all along. Yeah, yeah like, it, by the time Kingdom Hearts 3, there's, like, five actual Xehanorts and, like, two or three other villains who are, like, part Xehanort. Mm. <laughs> and, and there's, like, one who just isn't Xehanort at all. And that lore yeah, was all a, written he, by one guy? Or did they have, like, more um, writers? I I I don't even fucking know or care anymore. I'm I'm kind of done with Kingdom Hearts at this point. Like, it it's still funny to me how like fucked up and weird it is. But I don't know. I'm not invested in it anymore. Hmm. I mean, I guess they finished the story. Aside from the pointless uh, dragging the story out moment at the end. Yeah. Like, it's basically like, like the end of Pirates of the Caribbean 3, where it's like, okay, the story is wrapped up and done, and fuck you leaving yep. this tease for a future story that's gonna be shit. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we, we killed the trading company guy, we killed um, Davy Jones. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then like, oh, and also there's the Fountain of Youth, and it's like, yeah, that, that I mean, that... I guess in the in that sense, like that movie was more like, like yeah, it's just teasing. Okay, yeah, they're, they're still having more adventures. We don't need to see them, but then yeah. they made enough money that we did have to see them, and they were boring. Like even though Barbosa was probably the best part of that movie, he was entirely irrelevant to it. Like he didn't need to be there. Hmm. <laughs> the, the, the Star Wars episode is now a Pirates of the Caribbean episode after being an MCU episode mm. after being a Spider-Man episode yeah just... I mean I did think Pirates of the Caribbean 3 was pretty fun or not 3 uh, well I, I like 3 a lot I'm, I mean the minority of that um, but also I thought 5 was fun I mean it's not I, great but it's fun I haven't seen 5 it really doesn't interest me like I like I like the first three. The first one is obviously the best, but the the two sequels aren't bad. Like I I I, I get this with a lot of uh, like popular franchises where like the the sequels will just be okay or just kind of good, and people will call them bad because they don't live up to the original. Hmm. And. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't get it. They're fine. Like there, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of dumb shit about them, but it doesn't like ruin everything. Yeah, I mean, like, like two and three, like they were made back to back, and it shows because they're yeah. like one complete story across the two movies. Like I feel like two on its own isn't satisfying, but when you combine it with three, then it's like yeah, the, you know, it's like they had to bring them. You know, introduce these new bad guys and bring them into that place where it's like everything is at its darkest before they could, you know, have the big epic 
fight finale. Yeah, two is probably the worst. Where just they they set up yeah. plot points of the original three because four is the absolute. Oh, worst. oh yeah, I, I meant of the originals. Um, four, yeah. four is just bad in almost every way. Yeah, four, four is an episode, a very long episode of a TV show, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if they were gonna make a Jack Sparrow TV show with like no stakes and a villain who everybody talks about how bad he is but he doesn't do anything that bad yeah like he he's actually like a decent guy he doesn't even really kill anybody for trying to mutiny against him his whole crew mutinies and he kills one person yeah in the most convoluted way possible by sticking (laughs) him on a boat and torching the boat with the flamethrower on the front of his boat Did, did he pick that guy at random or like I don't even remember I don't know if it was random or if, like, Jack or somebody's like, oh, it's his fault. That's probably it. He was like, who started... Or maybe he was supposed to be on... I think he was supposed to be, like, on watch to, like, report if anything happened, and he didn't. Oh. I mean, it's probably that Jack just said, oh, it was him. Like, that seems like something that would happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he does that convoluted thing, even though he has a sword that can control all the ropes on his ship, so he could have just hanged a bunch of people with his ship, which would have been, like, intense, even if... They never explain how his sword can control his ship, but... Yeah, at at this point in the series, we're just okay with supernatural bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, because that one, like, you have a sword that can control a ship, you have the magic to shrink ships down and stick them inside bottles you have an army of zombies that's like not exactly crewing the ship they're like the, the grunt pirates but they don't do the sails and stuff you need I guess people with brains to do that um, yeah. and also the fountain of youth and also mermaids <laughs> and also uh, Barbosa's starting a poison frog collection or something <laughs> I forgot how much of a mess it it really is. And also a three-way war between pirates, the British, and the Spanish. Which, like, the movie starts off introducing us to the Spanish as they're, you know, going to go hunt down the Fountain of Youth and everyone's trying to race to beat them there. And then they get there and they're like, fuck this, the church says this is black magic, we're tearing it all down. (laughs) And they just knock down the fountain and walk out. And then, <laughs> I like how there's a priest. And the, and the fountain like, has a rule with these two cups. Like, you have to drink from one cup to drain life from the person drinking from the other cup. Because you can't just drink from a fountain of youth. Yeah. There has to be a catch. It, it's like alchemy. There has to be um, equivalent exchange. Mm. Yeah. It... I also like how there, there's yeah, just no, a random... You have to chop off all your brother's limbs to uh, get your own limbs back. Yeah, like, they, and there's just like a random priest that's along for the ride for no reason. Who ends up... Yeah, he's the new Will Turner. But Maybe... also he's preaching about God and stuff. And then he, he just goes with the mermaids and presumably dies. Yeah. Yeah, last we saw he got pulled underwater by the mermaid who was seemingly rescuing him but we never saw them come up for air so 
he might have died. Yeah, he probably died. It doesn't matter. It will never get explained. So he died. Yeah. It, it, it's it's like every character um, in, in an MCU uh, credit scene that doesn't come back. They all just died. Mm. Yeah. Like the Mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Star Wars, right? Yep. Uh, uh, did I have any other notes? Probably not. Maybe. Oh, I did make a note about how, since I was watching the despecialization, um, I got to see the original Slice Noodles doing her, like, jerky puppet dance. And that was fun. Oh, yeah. You know, they had, like, a completely different musical number in, um, the original Return of the Jedi that was replaced by Yuzum screaming and throwing spit at the camera in, uh, the special edition. I, I, I hate it. I, I legitimately hate it. Is because they 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 shove they shove they they shove the digital characters so far in the front of the in the front of the screen it's just annoying. Mm. Like it it and they they completely ruin the framing of the shot. It's ridiculous. Mm. Like I, I never noticed uh, when I was younger how how bad it was, but it's pretty bad. And I mean, it's, it's only like. Mm. Two yeah. shots out of a two-hour movie, or however long it is, I forget. Yeah, but, but yeah, like in the end, it's not that bad. But um, the the edits by themselves, where they just add some random digital effect in the foreground, is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, like the robot punching the other robot and Moss Eisley. Yeah. Or like there's there's like a there's like a brontosaurus or something that they added. Oh yeah, and, they like and, throws off a Jawa and it's yeah. like swinging around on a rope. It, it's like all 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 the shot is is Luke and Obi Wan um, driving up to Mos Eisley. Yeah. Um, and they get stopped by stormtroopers, but apparently they needed to put a fucking dinosaur in the foreground where you can't see anything that's yeah. happening. Yeah, it's like I guess they're trying to make the town look more lively than it did. Yeah. But also just shenanigans. Yeah, like they the the bar is filled. Maybe people just want to get out the fucking sun. It's a desert. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like watching, you know, the despecialized Return of the Jedi made me realize like I think after Yoda went over so well in Empire Strikes Back, when they did Jedi, they were like, okay, let's go all out with puppets. Because people like that one puppet we did, so now we're going to have a big slug puppet, and we're going to have this uh, dancing uh, noodle mouth person puppet, <laughs> and all these other, you know, puppets hanging out in Jabba's palace, and then we're going to have, you know, Ewoks, and... Like, yeah. Like, I think, I think it's probably because of Yoda that they were like, yeah, let's do more puppets. And, and like, some, you know, like, Jabba works, you know, it's, like, impressive how, like, they rigged up the face inside of this big slug guy. Um, yeah, a, a lot of the background and, ones aren't I mean, like as good. Like yeah, the, like, they, they, they're charming in the sense that you're seeing, like, a, a puppet, but it doesn't feel like it's actually, like, a, a living creature. Yeah, it's just, like, like a, a thing. 
the the makeup on aliens when they're on a person is very good. I mean, like like you could you could tell it's fake, but like it it if if you just let it go, the makeup is pretty good. But when there's like a rubber mask on, it uh, it looks pretty bad. But also hmm. early '80s special effects. That's just how it was. Yeah, I mean. Also, there's like a there's like a little dog alien puppet when I think it was Luke uh, walked into Jabba's palace, mm. and it yeah. <laughs> it it looks funny as shit. I, I don't know. I for some mm. reason I single. I mostly remember that thing because you fight a bunch of them in the Star Wars Super Nintendo game. Oh yeah, I I didn't get that far. I played it for it not that long and I was like fuck this mm. oh wait is that the super hard one um, um I mean yeah there's, there's three of them and they're all I mean Return of the Jedi is the easiest of the three I think um the New Hope and Empire games are more difficult yeah I like it when video games mm. don't just kill you for no reason Personally, mm. yeah. I also realized watching this that, um, like Jabba's. I think because of the video games, like Jabba's palace and sail barge both feel like they're bigger. Where if you're like actually looking at the size of the room in the movie shots, they're they're pretty cramped. It's like the sail yeah. barge is pretty much big enough that it's like Jabba is there in the whole back section, and everyone else is just crowded in around him, and there's not really much of like a front section to that interior yeah it's like not much bigger than a bus <laughs> it's, it's it's like the size of like maybe three buses um all together yeah and it like also the sarlacc pit is very small it, it mm. yeah it's like Big enough for a person to go in, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, it's like maybe two people wide, like at at the at the base where the teeth start. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it 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 always seemed like it was more like sloped down in my head in my memories, but yeah, when you go back and watch it, it really isn't. Yeah. Also, in the unedited version, you can see... There, there's a bit of trivia that I knew about, but I think the the digital effects actually removed it. Um, Palpatine in his spinny chair. The chair... <laughs> they had tried to make it, you know, like... They could, like, push a button to make it move, but they, it didn't work. So he had to use his feet to move it. <laughs> and in the unedited version, you can actually see his feet, you know, kind of moving a little bit as he's, like, you know, dramatically turning... <laughs> like he's got a robe there but you can still see like the robe rustling from his feet moving oh, that's amazing <laughs> I want to see that now mm. oh shit to look around on YouTube and see this is probably a uh, yeah clip of it. um 
Also, the the Ewoks are a lot more annoying than I remember. Like mm. just the the sounds they make. Like not not the Ewoks themselves, but just like they make a lot of annoying little alien sounds, and I I found it annoying after the first few minutes. Mm. Like I I think I think it's supposed to be cute, but it it just really isn't. Yeah, it was Care Bears era. So Yeah. Also, C three PO lied when he said that he couldn't tell stories in the first movie. But then mm. he he condenses um the plot of two and a half movies for the um Ewoks. At, um Yeah, I guess the- somehow he learned in the four years between <laughs> the New Hope and Jedi. No, he's just a fucking liar, Jade. Don't don't give him any excuses. Mm. His protocol is to lie. Also, it's Star Wars. I don't know what else to say. Hmm. Yeah. Oh um, shit. Yeah, I kind of need to go grab another I bottle mean, of water. But after that, I can. Um. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so I'll be right back, and then I guess I can talk about uh, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll keep the crowd warm. Mm. Yep, I'm going to tell <laughs> you about how Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is a prequel, but also not a prequel. It's kind of a sequel prequel. Oh no. That's weird. <laughs> That's it's, weird. it's also it's it's not the tragic st- you know Alamo story that you would expect. You know, this isn't the Halo Reach of Zelda games. I haven't played Halo. So. <laughs> God damn it. My computer wants me to restart for an update. Then I told it to fuck off, and then it brought up the settings screen so I could change the hours I wanted to update. But I didn't want to do that, I just wanted it to not update right now. I hope Jade edits this out. Uh, edit what out? Nothing. Okay. I'll I'm find just out bitching about future. my computer. No. I was just bitching about my computer um, Wanting me to restart For updates right. I mean I guess if it's funny I'll leave it in If not I'll replace it with a musical interlude it, It's not Or maybe I'll or, do both tell you I'll what. leave it in and put music yeah. over it <laughs> Just have the, have the music Get progressively louder <laughs> mm. Just the, the pizza song Yeah <laughs> Absolutely mm. Okay, so yeah, so Hyrule Warriors uh, Age of Calamity, full spoilers, although I'm sure... I mean, if you played the demo, you already know that time travel is involved in the game. Um, <gasps> really? Yep. No, oh, yeah, because the okay. game, it starts off with this uh, little BB-8 kind of guard, mini guardian robot uh I don't know at what point they tell you its name is Taraco, but it's Taraco. Um, it like it, it's at the moment it, where the does guardians it fight first. Dinosaurs? No, no. It's just there to be cute, mostly. 
Um, so it's it, not like, like a. It, it's not a cameo from the Turok games. No, no, it's T E R R A K O. Okay, so it's uh, Trico from Pokemon. Yeah, yep. Yeah, except okay. white and egg shaped. With like okay, so it's like Yoshi from mm. from Mario. Yep, <laughs> yep, and it comes uh, to life or wakes up or something. I don't remember. At the moment when um, the Guardians so it's like Frankenstein's first Frankenstein's monster from Frankenstein. Uh, but smaller. Yeah, and cuter. <laughs> JD, better not describe it in any way again. Mm. Yeah. No, okay. um, when, I won't. When, I won't. I won't interrupt. When the you guardians anymore, so. wake up because of calamity, Ganon, uh, little egg robot BB-8 merchandise. They haven't <laughs> sold any merch of it, but it seems like it exists to sell merch. Um, it somehow ends up getting like flung through a time portal back to you know well before um, calamity Ganon hit, so that it can warn Zelda and Link that. <clears throat> um, you know, this dark future is coming, and so then they go and assemble the champions and get them all to pilot the divine beasts. And, um... And then the calamity does hit, but then at the moment where, like, all all the beasts get hijacked, and the champions are supposed to die fighting the, um... Uh, whatever those, like, other Ganons. You know, like the lightning Ganon and the ice Ganon and stuff. Um, they, they were supposed to die fighting those, but then more time portals open up, and their descendants from the hundred years in the future that Breath of the Wild happens, um, those descendants all come back and save them, and then they all team up, and they all save the world, and, yeah, and that's the game, um, although, I get, I get so it's the like only wrinkle fiction. in their whole saving the world thing is that, yeah, yeah, it it's time travel, you know, I guess an alternate timeline. I I can't see Breath of the Wild 2 keeping this as like so then after all that stuff happened in Breath of the Wild 1, those characters then went back and cuz they do make reference like, "Oh, hey Link, it's great to be fighting alongside you again" because they fought alongside him 100 years in the future. So, <laughs> it's like, like these are the characters post Breath of the Wild 1 go back in time to change the course of history and then at the end I don't know what happened they, they disappear but it's like I don't know if it's supposed to be like their timeline is gone or they went back to their original timeline or what um, it doesn't <clears throat> matter it, they went it, back in time and um, hmm. they, uh, they're gonna jump farther back in time and uh, prevent the hero dies uh, timeline from ever happening in Ocarina of Time so it's only the two timelines. I, w- I was going to say they did the Captain America thing, um, but I forgot what her, her name was. Um, Zelda? Um, <laughs> no, the um, Captain America's love interest, whose oh, name I constantly um, forget. Carter? Um, yeah, Peggy Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they Wait, go back right? I mean, they go back in time and marry a previous <laughs> version of Link right. and become the parents of current Link, I guess. 
Wait, wait, say that again? Um, they they go back and marry whatever previous Link is the ancestor of the current Link. Okay. Because Link is always um, reincarnating throughout time. So is Link, like, um, his own grandpa? Because that would be funny. It could be. I mean, it's not entirely clear if... Link is born into a different family lineage every time, or if it can be the same one, I think sometimes... I mean, Zeldas are usually all in the same royal family line, it seems like. Even though they're all reincarnations yeah, of a goddess. I mean, I haven't really played any Zelda games, but I subscribe to the theory that the timeline is bullshit. Yeah. So, I mean, the Zelda deep lore is dumb. I was going to say, it doesn't it, fucking matter. The deeper you get into the deep lore, it's just stupid. But, yeah, whatever. So, okay, so, yeah, the, the only wrinkle in this, you know, bright future where they defeated Ganon at the start instead of having the world be dead for a hundred years is that the poor egg-shaped robot died. Because <gasps> he gets, like, corrupted and turned into... Um, like the the evil guardians and you have to fight him and then it seems like he's dead after that fight but then you go to fight ganon and it's like oh no and ganon's gonna kill you but then the robot he gets back up and he's gonna come save you and he runs in and sacrifices himself you know blowing up to block the shot from ganon and then oh no he's a chowtzu yeah <laughs> i don't know that reference but that's i'll pretend to know that reference. <laughs> that's a dragon ball z reference mm. Chapsu in in the first arc of Dragon Ball Z where the Saiyans arrive, um Chaotzu blows himself up and doesn't do anything. <laughs> Was he like the, he tries to the blow cute mascot character who had always just been there for fun and now he's doing a heroic sacrifice? No, he was a he was a fighter in um in Dragon Ball. Mm. But then in Dragon Ball Z, when they make like three quarters of the characters irrelevant, um, he was like the most irrelevant at that point, mm. aside from Yamcha who died. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so he he blew himself up to save one of his friends, and it was one hundred percent in vain because it didn't do a damn thing except destroy his armor, mm. which didn't matter. Mm. Yeah, that uh, sounds like a shonen anime fight. I still remember that that fight in Bleach where um, Ichigo finally unlocked like the final, final form of his power that was so powerful that it would blow out all of his powers if he used it. And he used it on Aizen and it didn't beat him. did he do that like eight times? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he got his powers back again (laughs) because he had to rediscover them again. But he used it on Aizen and it didn't beat him. (laughs) He just like blew out all his powers in this big epic moment and then it's like nope no i'm i'm still standing yeah i'm still standing <laughs> but so the, the post game of hyrule warriors is you have to go on a bunch of, like collect the thon side quest things to get the pieces of Taraco to put him back together oh that's cool so i i thought it was only a couple but then i realized i've got like 12 parts out of 50 and there's more oh. <laughs> like when you complete the ones that are on the map new ones will appear so there's a lot of them that I have to do 
But on the other hand, I just okay. So do they get progressively the harder? Mich- um, I mean, it, it's more like they there's like a list of materials you have to get, and you get materials by either doing whatever mission has that as the reward, or like if it's you know pieces of like a book hoblin, you have to go kill book hoblins to find their horns and tusks and stuff, or moblins or lynels or octoroks or you know some of them it's like you, you need to collect like gears from guardians or you need to collect like wood from cutting down trees because you can cut down the trees in the game um so yeah it's just a bunch of random shit that you have to find to get the pieces to put Taraco back together but I also I just unlocked the most important post game I, I think I don't know if you can do it before the post game but um the the one where you get the Gerudo Link outfit um I just unlocked that one so I have to complete it probably after this call I was just about I was just about to ask if it was like a bikini skin for a character yeah well yeah yeah it's because Gerudo Vo like the the male Link you can get that one right after you get Urbosa because the quests will all open up to give you the three pieces to make it that outfit so I've had Link with his shirtless out you know shirtless Gerudo outfit. You can just have him running around in his shorts like you can in Breath of the Wild, but um, I've had his Gerudo male outfit there. The female one, you have to beat um, I think, I I just beat a mission that's like the greatest hero in Hyrule or something where you unlock the Breath of the Wild version of the green Link tunic. And then that one unlocked the um, it's like the Miss Vi competition. Uh, Vi is Gerudo for um, female. So, I guess the Miss Lady competition. You fight like all the female playable characters <laughs> to unlock the Gerudo female outfit for Link. Oh, cool. So. So, is it... <clears throat> is that... Is that the one that was just like a Dynasty Warriors game where it's just uh, hack and slash against dozens of enemies yeah. at once? Yeah, I mean, it. Like, okay. the original Hyrule Warriors was a little bit more, you know, like all the forts were squares. Like, it felt like kind of more linear in ways that, you know, it's, it's like the, the map doesn't feel like a real place. It feels like a map. Um, the maps in this one, they've made it feel more natural. That, like, you know, the, the forts that you have to capture are, like, a space that will be gated off, but it's not, you know, like, a perfect square castle every time. It's just, like, this section is clearly separate and somewhat fortified, and then you run in and you beat up enough people to reduce its map, like, strength gauge down to zero, and then you conquer it. Oh, so it's, like, semi-open world? Um, I mean... Yeah, it, they're they're or, levels, or, but each level is like open world. Depending, some of them they'll okay, they will so like it, truncate it so it's only like a a path that you run along. Other ones, it's like open spaces that you run around. Okay, so it's like you you select a level and there's a small area with kind of like checkpoints of fighting yeah yeah you have like a map it has these red dots that will show like there's enemies here and there'll be bigger red dots to say like there's a strong enemy here 
and there'll be a yellow dot. This is this is the objective that you're trying to reach, um, and then you you know go around and then, like a lot of times there's a time limit, so you can't like just go around doing whatever. You have to run for the objective as you know as soon as you can get to it. Or there'll be like multiple objectives, and you'll have multiple uh, warriors, and you can switch between them. And the one you're not controlling, you can like pause and command them to go to a space or to target a certain thing, and the AI will go do that while you're, you know, running off to do whatever else you're gonna do. Uh, are all the characters just Breath of the Wild characters, or do they have some from uh, other Zelda games like the first one? Uh, did? this one's all Breath of the Wild so far. I mean. It's possible DLC okay. will add some. That there's some audio files that have been found that say that there might be some DLC, but the first DLC will just be some of the secondary characters that you know are in the game but aren't playable are going to be made playable. Okay. I was, I was mostly just curious because I I know the first one had a lot of uh, yeah like legacy. Zelda yeah, the characters. first one combines like six or but seven I, I know this one, Zelda games into it. I think. Yeah, I, like I, I knew, I knew that the game was more based on the Breath of the Wild story for this one. So I was just curious. Yeah, yeah like I think you know part of the reason they went with the time travel bullshit is because having it set in the past, you only have access to Link, Zelda, King Rome, and. Um, the four champions and not really much else I mean there are some surprise characters I guess spoilers for people who haven't gotten far enough to find out some of the surprises um Master Koga the leader of the um Poison Gym uh yeah I mean there's <laughs> that one too but th this is uh, the Yiga clan the the Deadpools with yeah, the masks the yeah <laughs> yeah, the fat guy who you fight yeah. at the end of that is actually playable. He, in the story, he is, like, um, your enemy for most of it, but then when Calamity Ganon shows up, he realizes, oh, this actually isn't good for me, and so he sides with the champions. Um, there's, a, there's, like, a new villain they made up, this guy, I think his name's Astor. He's not playable right now, but he's one of the ones that the, the sound files indicate they're going to patch him in. And he's... He kind of reminds me of... Um, I guess like Aghanim from Link to the Past. Or Vati from uh, Minish Cap. You know, the, he's like that kind of like... You know, brooding dark sorcerer guy who dabbles in dark powers. and So obviously he gets like fucked over by Ganon when Ganon finally arises. But... He's trying. He's like the human minion trying to summon Ganon. So how how many Zelda villains, like just in general, are not either secretly Ganon or secretly working for Ganon? The the ones that aren't Ganon, um, Majora, um, Vati in his first two game or no in his first and third games. Like in Minish Cap, Vati is the main villain, and in Four Swords, Vati is the main villain. In Four Swords Adventures, Vati seems like the main villain, but then it turns out Ganon was the power behind him. Um, 
Okay. I mean, the, the, yeah, there's the two Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. They have their own villains, but then when you combine your save data from the two, it turns out they were like pawns being used to set up for Ganon's return. Um, Spirit Tracks has Maladus, but he is an evil spirit train that looks like Ganon. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they should have just called it like Ganon, but he's he's yeah. on a train now. Um, Thomas the Ganon mm. engine. Yeah, that wasn't even um, clever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to think if there are any other games that it's not Ganon. Uh, I can't remember. Who, no, who, I think who's Gan- the villain in Skyward Sword? Um, it's Demise, which is like the proto form of Ganon. Okay. Because he doesn't he doesn't become Ganon until he's born as Ganondorf as um uh, in Ocarina of Time as a Gerudo, but um. Before that, there was just a dark entity called Demise that, you know, yeah, it's like the the thing that keeps reincarnating, and that's why Ganon keeps coming back. Um, I can't... Oh, uh, Link's Awakening. Um, the Windfish's Nightmare. Because it's all in the Windfish's dream. So, I mean, I think the Nightmare does take the shape of Ganon, but it's not Ganon, it's just a bad dream. Um, and then Phantom Hourglass had Bellum, which is another, like, bad dream that a big whale was having while you're living inside the big whale's dream. <laughs> That's awesome, too. Um, and I don't remember in Link Between Worlds if Yuga ended up working for Ganon or not. I know there was like Yuga and Hilda was like the Dark Zelda, and I think Ganon was involved at the end, maybe. Either that or I, Yuga got turned into a big pig man who kind of looked like Ganon. I think that's what happened. I, I think, because um, I, I watched the Grumps playthrough not too long ago. Yeah. I think. Yeah, because um, they finally finished like it. He, I, I think he made like a deal with. Um, whatever Ganon was at that point in time that I forget. Mm. And like Ganon took over his body to become like super powerful and then tricked him. Okay. Yeah. So he te- technically became Ganon, but not mm. really. So that's a, that's a probably yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, like agony and link to the past was the villain who was actually setting up for Ganon. And Zant in Twilight Princess was the main villain who's actually setting up for Ganon. Um, so yeah, they Twilight they do that Princess. kind of fake out a lot, and and even like you know the original Hyrule Warriors, they had Sia, who actually kind of set up for. I don't remember that the plot was crazy in that one. I remember Ganon came in like. You have, like, a big final boss fight against Sia, and then Ganon, you're playing as Ganon next, and he's getting his power back. To set up for the second big final battle, where you, you know, have to fight Ganon. I was mostly just curious, because I know that there there's, like, a 
a trend where like for half the games they're usually not directly Ganon and then at the end they like sidestep into Ganon I think like the only ones that definitely aren't Ganon are Majora um, Bellum in Phantom Hourglass and yeah that might be it because you know the Windfish's <laughs> dream had a manifestation of Ganon and Maladus is technically not Ganon but seems like it's probably the reincarnation of Demise which means it is Ganon oh yeah and then Vati in two of the three Four Swords games had no Ganon to him he was just him just a big eyeball in a black sphere that shoots wind at stuff it's like throwing tornadoes everywhere. We all have those days. Yeah. But, yeah, so... So, um... Age of Calamity. It's all Breath of the Wild characters, but they have... You know, the Link, Zelda, the King, the Champions, the Descendants of the Champions, Master Koga, and then... This... I, I'm still unlock. I don't know how many there are, because I'm unlocking some weird ones now. Like, you can play as the Great Fairy... Yeah, who I haven't tried playing as her, but it's you know they they like it's it's those big ladies who pop up out of the flower and um, can do like spin attacks yeah. and stuff. I don't know. I've had I fought against them, but I unlocked a playable one. And I don't know how that works. Play it right now and let me know. I'm, th- I'm thinking about it, but if I played it, it would be to unlock the Gerudo outfit for Link. Um, cause I unlo- and then earlier today I unlocked um, one of those like withered up corpse monk things There's a- you can actually play as one like the- those like monks with the big um, you know wide brim hat that are just like sitting in the vaults underground there's, there's a playable one I don't know what you're talking about, but I believe you. Okay, I didn't know if you'd played enough Breath of the Wild to have seen... Um, I mean, I, if you completed I the first area... Far. yeah, I mean, you must have seen... Yeah, If you complete any of the... You know, where, where it's like that little hut thing will pop up out of the ground and there's a door and it takes you underground into like a puzzle section. Oh, and what... And one of the like uh, challenge temples yeah. or whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, any yeah any of the shrines. Okay. Yeah, I, I, there's like a monk who's like a corpse that's just sitting there with like a drape yeah. over its face and a big wide brim hat. Um, yeah, I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. You can play as one of those guys. You could play yeah. as that. <laughs> that seems yeah. Creepy. I, I mean, it just like, it kind of hovers, you know, like using magic and stuff. It can make like copies of itself that all are like swinging swords and 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 stuff. I guess I haven't tried playing as it, but I fought against one, and then it said, "And now I'm going to join you." And it said, "You know, master, whatever, uh, unlocked." <laughs> now I'm going to join you. Ew. Mm. Like, the, those things can't smell good, right? Oh, they're, they're and then like... there's another one that comes up in the story. It's a giant Korok. You know, one, one of the little plant guys. Um, he's got... His name's Hetsu. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played as him either, but he's he's unlocked, so, like, he... like, level 5 of the story, I think. You get him. 
I hope he plays like the Hulk. He's just a big bruiser. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just I know he's got maracas and probably like plant powers. Nice. So. Oh shit. Um. Did I do anything else in the past two weeks? I don't mm. think I did. Did you um, sleep? Or <laughs> all I eat did was or breathe. A, what? Sleep or eat or breathe or shit or. Um. I. I mean, I did all mm. those things. Um. Especially eat. Mm. Um. Oh, yeah, we did have American Thanksgiving the sex the party day. video. But the, yeah, like just turkey and people you don't like as much mm. as you should. I mean, it, me, it was just my direct family. So, and then, and then my yeah. sister and dad were watching football, and I, I got um, the family edition of Cards Against Humanity. So we played that and laughed so hard that I, nice. I was pretty tired after that from laughing too much how dirty how dirty is it <laughs> i mean compare like the original Arts against humanity has a lot of like sex jokes and innuendo the family edition has a lot of poop and pee jokes so <laughs> so yeah i mean like uh, let's see, trying to think of some of the good combos there was one that was um it's like what is mom doing in the basement all the time or something and the answer I pulled was um, literally peeing in everyone's mouth. <laughs> um, yeah. Or no, yeah. actually no, that wasn't the the prompt had some. It, it it was something like the kid. It was like from a kid's perspective, and they couldn't understand what mom's job was, and it was described as peeing in everyone's mouth. Um, yeah, that, there was that's another what one. Can feel like sometimes. Yeah. Let's see. There, there was another one that was like. Um, you know, at school I'm just Mandy, but at summer camp I'm blank Mandy, and so I get the the white card, uh, the Dark Lord. <laughs> I'm the Dark Lord Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Lord Mandy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. like it's, you know, it, it's like jokes aimed at kids, so it's a lot more, you know poops and butts and stuff, but it's still just as absurd yeah. as Cards Against Humanity should be. In some ways, maybe funnier this, this... than like the original edition. But I know even a lot of the expansion packs are funnier than the original edition. I've played Cards Against Humanity with my grandma before, and yeah, it was kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because I, 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 I've, in addition to playing D&D... Like usually, like before after is like warm up or cool down. We'll play um, Side Night and Happiness's uh, Trial by Trolley, which is a game where it's like one person is driving a trolley, and they have to pick between two paths, and you know, like you have to kill one or the other. And so there's like cards of innocent things, cards of guilty things, and then modifiers. And so. It's like, like, you have to put cart, you know, the people to either side of them have to, like, defend their side of the track to say, like, you don't want to run this side over because, you know, they'll put something nice on their side that's, like, you don't want to run this over. And then put, like, some horrible person on the other side of the track and, like, you do want to run that over. 
Um, and then the modifiers, it, it's like an arrow pointing at a thing. Um, like, that, like, changes its description. So the, there's, like, a, you could have, like, an innocent card that's like a kiddie pool full of babies. And then you get a modifier card that you point at one of the babies and you say has an 80% chance of becoming the next Hitler. Um... <laughs> Well, well, see, that's a trick because the babies can't swim; they're already mm. dead. Yeah, I mean, I've I've set up things like that where it's like you know, there's like a bunch of kids on one side, and then I add like an axe murderer to the other side, and it's like, well, those kids are dead either way, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so we've been playing that, and then I tried. Like, I brought out, you know, Cards Against Humanity, and it's like, oh, this is all sex jokes, isn't it? Um, same for Joking Hazard, which is another uh, similar style. It's Cyanide and Happiness, it's like you're making three-panel comics, and, like, the person who's deciding puts one card down, and everyone else has to make a punchline. But it's mostly sex jokes. Yeah, I mean, that that's where it always goes eventually, yeah. right? I mean, with the family edition, you can make it sex jokes, but you have to do it creatively. So, it's <laughs> kind of more fun that way, I guess. Oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think if I did anything else, because, like, I, I feel like I did things, but I think it's all things I've done hmm. before. Did you play Ace Combat? No. Um, I played a little Star Wars Squadrons, but not enough to really talk mm. about it. Did you wipe your dirty I mean, boots? On I don't like it as clean, much as Ace Combat. <laughs> Actually, I did. I stuffed in dog shit with my boots, mm. <laughs> and um, I had to I had to clean mm. it up. But, I mean, I, but, but you didn't I wipe your dirty talk boots about on that. something. That's something that actually clean. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Sheets? No. I did. I didn't walk all over his crisp white sheets with my dirty mm. boots. But you could have. You did have the dirty boots. You were halfway there. I could. I. I did. I did, I did have the dirty mm. boots. Yes. I. I don't think we've ever shared people that line, did we? I, like, uh, I think I, we've talked. I know about, I've talked about the DLC. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely come up, but uh, like that, that I okay. I, I, I just don't know if that specific line is as memorable to other people as it is mm. to me. I mean, I'm sure if you Google you like dirty sheet, and or dirty boots it. and crisp white sheets, it'll it'll come up as like memes and videos and stuff. Go- Google. Google crisp white sheets and get like four meme videos yeah. from people on YouTube. Yeah, if it doesn't come up right away, add Ace Combat to it. You know, if you're getting like advertisements for like nice yeah. sheets from today's sponsor, uh, Casper and Mattresses. <laughs> um, does Casper ma- Mattresses sponsor us? Because if they don't, I'm gonna walk all over their crisp white sheets. Y- yeah, y- you might books. have to. Because they, they haven't sent a check yet. Yeah. Nobody sends us checks. We talk about so many things. That, like, we talked about our Patreon, like, two yeah. years ago. <laughs> I mean, Casper hasn't even sent us a mattress, us so it's like, I, I can't 
you know, talk about what their mattresses are like because I've never sat on one. What are we going to fuck on if we don't have a mattress? <laughs> yeah, a, a Casper mattress with adjustable sides. You know, it's like if someone wants it hard and someone wants it soft, then you need to you know, be able to do that. It's hey, important. Casper, can we can we get a mattress that's ribbed for her pleasure? Yeah, no, it's it's important testing purposes. <laughs> you need to see if we... Casper makes a fuck-worthy mattress. <laughs> just a just a mattress with like dildos on the corners. Uh, and hole, and holes in the sides. <laughs> mm. Oh, and little ball tickler. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you yeah, can call no, it the, there's a market that call it the fucko mattress tap into. Mm. yeah oh the fucko oh, pop they call it the fucko mattress instead of mm. the fucko matic it makes mm. sense to me yeah yeah no yeah it'll go great with the the new line of fucko pops coming from uh fucko <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do you they're, think they're the we lewd get, version of Funko Pops do, do you think we could get Casper the fucking ghost to um, sp- sponsor our fuckable Casper mattresses I mean yeah he he's the ghost in the machine <laughs> <laughs> making the whole thing work hey, every mattress what, has a, go- a fuck ghost in it Jay, do you want to do me a favor? Mm. <laughs> Shut the fuck up so I don't die laughing. <laughs> okay. No, don't actually. Oh, I will let we're, you we're talk about your your mattress experience here. What? I mean, I've fucked a mattress before, but it wasn't that pleasant. I mean, mm. it wasn't made for that. Was it like a single also, mattress with a hole, or was it like two mattresses so you could like of course, sandwich? Of course, it was a single mattress, uh, Jade. I'm not an animal. <laughs> You're not gonna have a three way with two mattresses. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna have a mattress cheat on its uh, significant other. I'm not that type of person. I mean, if they're all consenting mattresses, you can have an orgy. <laughs> hey, Jade. Have you ever cucked a mattress? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of them's across the room watching well <laughs> you're fucking the other mattress it's like drooping over cause it's sad <laughs> you like slowly take the fitted sheet off <laughs> The, the crisp white sheet. <laughs> I fucked all over it with my dirty cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, now you understand why that antagonist was so mad. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't allowed to say that someone I fucked got... his mattress. But... <laughs> He was stuck in a submarine for two years. He probably did fuck his mattress. Mm. Ace Combat is also ridiculous. As is fucking your mm. mattress. <clears throat> mm. Yep. No, just do it responsibly. <laughs> yeah. Use protection. 
Yeah. You don't want to have mattress babies to deal with. Um. Uh, I was. I was. <laughs> you don't want to catch would, bed would bugs. Pillows be baby mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw pillow. <laughs> <laughs> also, you don't want to catch bed bugs. I just said that. But yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure if you. Yeah, but just me. in case it got talked over. Yeah. yeah, of course. You know, saying a joke the second time is always funnier. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think the only other thing I've done in the last two weeks is spent way too much money on magic cards. Because the hey, Commander that's Legends one thing that came out. That's one thing I haven't done. Hmm. Well, yeah, you know, you made a good choice in not spending that much money on a bunch of fucking pieces of paper. I paid five whole dollars for digital pieces of paper that I don't use. Mm. Mm. But, I mean, I'm okay with that. Mm. Yeah, no, Commander Legends has some really good stuff, and at least since, you know, the shop here is, you know, open-ish... I mean, it's it's a weird situation right now, but it's like open enough that I, I was able to get the cards I was looking for by trading some of the other people around here. Did you build a new weird deck? Mm, nope. I'm if, right now. I'm thinking my next deck. I want to build a vehicles deck because there's like a subset of artifact cards that are vehicles, and it, like they they're not great, but there's ways to do it that could be. Fun. I think it would just be fun to get all those weird cards together into one place and try to build it. It'll be like a oh, what's that maximum overdrive? Mm. I imagine it'll just be like that. Yeah, I mean it would be nice like, if they made a new commander that could, because cause vehicles, um, there are artifacts that have it'll say like crew and a number, and you have to tap creatures with power. Um, equal to or greater than that number for the vehicle to become a creature until end of turn. So, like, the the vehicle just sits there unless you, like, tap enough power of creatures to say, okay, now it's being driven, and then you can attack with it or tap it for abilities or whatever. Um, the only decks I currently use them in is I have a couple pirate ship vehicles in my pirate deck, and usually I don't crew them. Like, one of them is just... It being on the field gives all my pirates plus one attack. Um, if I wanted, I could tap a pirate and have them drive it, and then I can attack someone with the ship. But, you know, it's not really worth it. Um, the other one I usually do attack with, like, it takes... It's got crew four, uh, two power, ten toughness. And if it attacks and isn't destroyed... Um, it flips and becomes a land. Um, although I was playing a game against my brother this week, and he actually did get enough power to destroy that ten toughness pirate ship. So, yeah, I, I had like a character, you know, drive this like giant ass pirate ship at him, and then his uh, Samut, who's like this like Egyptian warrior, just like hacked the thing to pieces because um, she did at least ten, if not more, damage to it while blocking it <clears throat> so I didn't get the land and the pirate ship sunk but that's 
That's sad. So, um, if the ship sinks, do the all the crew uh, die too? Nope. No. Nah. It, it's it's a weird mechanic. It's like like you tap to crew, but they're not linked. You know, like the crew doesn't become equipped to the ship, and the ship isn't equipped to the crew. Okay. But yeah, so like yeah, there's a few like other you know pirate ship type cards. Um, there's a bunch of airships from some other sets, and there's like Kaladesh. They had like a bunch of like cars and tanks and other vehicle things. So yeah, it's, I kind of want to build it, but I don't have all the cards for it, and I would have to do research, and I I just haven't had time to get around to it. Researching sucks. Mm. Like just, I, you've already got enough fun decks. Just uh, make yeah. everyone zombies again. Yeah. No. Like if I either come across a bunch of vehicles, I might build it. Or if they probably if they make a new set that has vehicles as a theme, then I'll revisit it because I'll already have like a base deck to work with at that point. Are there any um? Jet fighters, because I can get into that. <laughs> um, I mean, it being like a fantasy world, there there are like airships, but I I don't think there are any like fighter plane type ones. Usually, the airships are bigger. Um, yeah. Can I name my my airship the SS F twenty two Raptor? Um, I mean, it, it probably wouldn't say that on the card, but you could. Call it that if you want. I'll write it. I'll write it on the card. Therefore, okay, I mean, increasing its value. Commander is a casual <laughs> format, so proxies are allowed. Like I have a Knight of the Ebon Legion that is, like it. It's changed to show Batman instead because it's like a Dark Knight. <clears throat> Did you ever buy that Bowsette land card? Nope. Darn. No, 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 I haven't gotten like any. Well, I have some weird land cards, that, but not a lot. Usually, uh, instead, th this By like weird. She make... means pornographic. Yeah. Well, no, I um, <laughs> makeplaincards.com won't let me print the porn ones. Like, oh. They've 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 said no to the any like porn stuff, but um, but I have a, a bunch of Phoebe lands <laughs> that Fucking... I made. Just regular Fucking Prude won't let me, won't let me print porn on this children's card game. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, because they just they they are just a site for like printing cards, like any cards. But yeah. I guess they they have rules against porn. Yeah, I mean it, it's understandable. I'm just fucking around. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. No. If anybody, you know, if you ever want to custom print stuff, be sure to ask first if um, you want to print adult content because, I mean, they're usually you know nice enough about, you know, responding and saying yes we do or no we don't. Just, uh, well, never mind. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, you, ever, you ever just think about saying something and then you, you don't because the consequences would be too dire? Mm. On this podcast that has maybe 10 listeners yes yeah 
I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> mm. it, it it actually wasn't that bad. It was just a very bad joke that I thought twice about. Mm. Like it, I wasn't. So you don't have to go. I wasn't to about to say jail. anything. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't about to say anything that would get me canceled. Or <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, I, mean, yeah. I can't be. I can't be canceled if I was never on anyway. Yeah, no, no. If Twitter got in an uproar about canceling Shaq Funk, that would probably be the most attention Shaq Funk <laughs> has ever gotten. Imagine if we get more tweets about canceling Shaq Funk than um, the combined listenership of every episode of Shaq Funk. Oh, that, that's how we know it would be one person with bots. Like, one of the ten people that listens to this gets mad, and they get a bunch of bots to all post about canceling Shaq Funk. You, you know how we could get canceled? Let's let's get um let's get endorsed by J.K. Rowling. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, there's some wizards current poop in hallways, and also this is my favorite podcast. You should listen to it. <laughs> I like the episode where they talked about fucking a mattress for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, they were supposed to be talking about Star Wars, but they got bored, and they talked about everything else. Don't tell me Jabba doesn't fuck his mattress. I mean, he kind of is his mattress. <laughs> Jabba the living mattress. Mm. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's really easy, easy to sell a fuckable mattress, because it's like... You can sleep with it and on it at the same time. Mm. So, okay, so do you put the holes in the sides so that you can, you know, fuck a spot that you're not going to be sleeping directly on? Or do you put the holes on the top so you can be like, laying down on top of it and fucking in the hole at the same time? I, what, one, is, one is for fun and the other is for comfort. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you need to have multiple holes. Um, is there some kind of lining in there to make it easy to clean? Or is it just like a jar you put in there that's like a repository? <laughs> it, um, <laughs> I really don't want to think about it. I mean, based on the other sex toys um, I've had, I assume it would be silicone or something. I, I don't know. It comes with a, it comes with a cum fairy to clean the cum out of it. Mm. You just let the fairy go, and they're like, "Oh boy!" Oh, okay, so so cum. it comes with one of J.K. Rowling's <laughs> wizards who can clean up any mess that is made with magic. <laughs> yeah, they they when they fuck their mattresses, oh, they God. can just you know, abracapoof, and then it goes away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets transferred down to the cum mines where the the cum dwarves make cum yeah, metal just, out of it. Yeah, some like house goblin and it just goes. <laughs> they have to go clean it up. <laughs> they, it it goes deep in the earth and becomes a salt mine. Mm. <laughs> it, it goes into a sock that goes into goes to a house elf who will be very appreciative of getting it. <laughs> Oh God! Here, Dobby, <laughs> take this. <laughs> I'm done with it. 
Oh my god. This, you know, for a Star Wars episode, this has been a very cum-heavy episode. Mm. Well, I mean, Star Wars, it's about family. <laughs> you can't have family with that cum. <clears throat> mm. So yeah, so Anakin, should we watch episode nine um, and talk about Ray Palpatine? Maybe in like a month. Mm. Who would fuck Palpatine? Um. Well, okay. So I mean, actually, there there was. I don't know if it was ever. I think we talked about. Yeah, this. I mean, I don't know if it was ever <laughs> confirmed in any sources, but um. When, when Palpatine is Chancellor, there's this really creepy lady that's, like, standing behind him. And I think it was... It's definitely, like, hinted at. I don't know if it's ever, um... Confirmed. I want to say... I think they, like, retconned to say that she was the mother of Triclops. You know, Palpatine's three-eyed son. From that one book series. But of I don't course. know that it was ever confirmed, especially because the book series came out like a decade before the prequels did. Um, I mean, as far as, you know, Ray Palpatine, I think what they said was that her father is one of Palpatine's clones. So that like, that's the way they can get away with saying Palpatine hasn't actually fucked anyone. But... That is, I don't know if or where that is ever stated officially. So, Palpatine <laughs> fucked someone off Somebody camera. Just and we stole never his saw mattress. It. Someone just stole his mattress, and they mm. they they used the uh, residuals. Mm. Or he, you know, used the force to impregnate a woman remotely, like Plagueis or Palpatine, depending who you ask, did to Anakin's mother. <laughs> I just remembered that his name is she. Yeah. <laughs> yep, Steve Palpatine. <laughs> he came into his she. Yep. I I'm I'm sorry. That just just every time I remember that it gets to me. It's not even that stupid of a name. It just... It's just... It's not really fitting for this character. Um, like, for another no. character in Star Wars, sure, you can have, you know, like... Sheev, Sleaze, Bagana, who, but... Um... <laughs> Sheev, Rebo. Mm. Which could segue into a we, thing about we, the new episode of Mandalorian, but it is major spoilers, so I don't know if I should talk about it on the topic of Star Wars names. If it's... I mean, I don't care that much, but if it's, like, super important, then maybe no. Because, like, I will watch it eventually. Mm. Um, but, I mean, if, if you want I mean, to, I guess go I'll ahead. say I'll say anybody who doesn't want to hear spoilers about... Episode five of Mandalorian. I'm I'm gonna hopefully keep this quick. Uh, skip ahead like five minutes, and if I if we're still on this have, topic, uh, oops. I have a question. Okay. Did they name Baby Yoda? 
they did. That's what this is about. Oh no. Okay, so skip ahead five minutes if you don't want to hear Baby Yoda's name. Um, so yeah, did, so did did they did they name him Adoy? Nope, they named him Grogu. Oh, G R O G Grogu is Baby Yoda's name. That's that's not good. Yeah, I mean, and that's that. That's what I was gonna say is like on the you know topic of dumb Star Wars. Like as good as the Mandalorian is, I feel like they're naming. The way, because uh, other, okay, Din Jaren isn't a terrible name, but it doesn't stick in your head very well. Like, I, I still find myself referring him as Mando instead of Din Jaren. And that might be because, you know, the show, they That's don't, nobody walks up to him like, hey, Jaren. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, and then we've got, like, um, Carl Weathers is playing a guy named Grief Karga, which is a very Star Warsy name, and I guess he's an ancillary character, so it doesn't matter if his name is Grief, but his name is Grief. Um, and then, and now we've got Baby Yoda, whose name is Grogu, which is just kind of a rubbish that, name. That's like a 2 out of 10 Pokemon name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what it is with them and the hard G names, you know, with Grief and Grogu, but... Yeah, it... It's like it feels like the names they're picking aren't like I don't know like they're they're not you know like as much as we shit on the prequels or not prequels the I mean we shit on those two but the sequels like Ray is a good name you know Finn is a good name <clears throat> Poe it's a good name like they're all short and sweet and to the point and they're memorable but they don't necessarily feel like oh this is an Earth name I mean like the, yeah sure that they are all if not exactly the same as an Earth name, similar, but, I mean, we've also got Luke, so you can have Earth names, and they're yeah. fine. Like, you can still make them sound spacey. Luke, Leia, and Han. I mean, yeah. like, Han is the weirdest one, and it's yeah. three letters, so it's and easier then, like, to remember. They'll have a last name that's weird, because, you know, you can have a weird last, you know, yeah. like, Luke Skywalker, it's like Skywalker, yeah, that's weird. You know, yeah. Leia Organa, it's, Han it's very Solo. Specific. Yeah, uh, and then, like, Ray, no last name. Uh, Finn, also no last name, but I, I mean, Finn, it's because it's short for FN2187, whatever his number was. You know, it's like, it, yeah. it's short for, uh, you know, Stormtrooper code name. So, like, it works. Like, it's like, it, his, his name is FN, but they're like, oh, I'm just gonna call you Finn, that's a more friendly name. And, like, Poe Dameron. Like, Poe, that's a normal people name. Dameron, that's a weird Star Wars name. So it works, but... Yeah, you know, but it flows. Yeah. So I don't know, like, ha what... Like, <clears throat> there's so many better names they could have picked than Grogu uh, for... Yeah, yeah like, there, there are names in Star Wars that... I don't... That probably don't exist in any language, but mm. the the sounds of the names flow well. Yeah. So it you don't even think about it. Yeah. But Yeah, like Jabba. I, what is what is a Jabba? But it's you know, it's two syllables yeah. that have a good flow like like I think the issue with Groku is just the the hard G's. It's like g It's like it, it has that kind of sickly feel to it in Yeah. Like, it like, sounds like gross. Yeah, like Grogu would be a good name for like 
the new monster that's, you know, popped up out of a swamp that wants yeah. to eat them or something. Or or like a another like hut gangster. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Grogu the Hut. Like that works. <clears throat> um Grogu the baby. Yeah, it, it actually no. works. <laughs> Grogu the Hut actually works very well. Mm. Like too well. So maybe that's what maybe they had yeah. intended this instead of Baby Yoda, they wanted to have the baby Jabba from Clone Wars, but then they couldn't and they had to have Yoda, but then they stuck with the name anyway. Yeah. I I mean Yoda's dead, they could have just called him Yoda. Mm. <laughs> this is yeah. Yoda too. Yeah, it's like Yoda uh, Yoda is dead, long live Yoda. Although, oh no! Wait, like, this isn't Yoda. This is Yado. I mean, th- there have been two other Yodas in the series. There was Yaddle in Episode One, and then there was Vandar in Knights of the Republic. And both of those names are better than Grogu. I don't know yeah. how, where we're at in the five minutes. If we can keep saying that name or not, if if it's gonna be spoilers, but. I mean, granted, we also only have like ten listeners, and I don't know that any of them are going to be that diehard. If you're that diehard in Star Wars, you've probably already watched the episode. Um, you, you probably already turned this episode off after we stopped talking about Star Wars a half hour in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like at least you know, like the new episode. It was annoying because Friday morning it came out Friday, so Friday morning at a.m. I was at work. And just looked on my phone, and Google has been, like, pushing news things at me based on my interests. And most of the time, it's like, either I don't care, or it's like, oh, that's interesting. But they were, like, you know, had a screenshot of, um, further spoilers, Ahsoka shows up. I mean, I've already said Ahsoka was showing up this season. She shows up in episode 5, as predicted. Um, they showed me a screenshot of her from the show, and it's like, oh, okay, now I can see what she looks like. And in still shot, this looks like bad cosplay. But, I mean, in motion it actually, but the still shot didn't do it justice. But yeah, they showed me a still shot and it's like, you won't believe what happens in this episode. It's like, I will find out later, thank you. Please leave me the fuck alone. And then, like, twice during the day, Google popped up things like, there's an important revelation about Baby Yoda, click here to read more. It's like, no, damn it, let me finish my work day so I can get home and watch it. <laughs> and then and then you, you get home and it's a Grogu and you're like, what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it was Grogu, and it's like, okay, that's a bad name, but also, I mean, Ahsoka was cool, um, further, further spoilers, they tease, Ahsoka is trying to find Grand Admiral Thrawn, because, she, you know, like, she, she fights the villain person in this, like, evil city that they, <clears throat> they go to, um, and then, like, she confronts them at the end, it's like, where, you know, tell me where to find Grand Admiral Thrawn, because apparently... I mean, well, she's she's where is your master? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? So I guess that implies that Grand Admiral Thrawn. Last we saw, him and Ezra got dragged off into who knows where, some part of space, and haven't been seen since. But this seems to imply that he is active again. So I don't know. I mean, I guess when they do the Ahsoka spinoff show, that will explain what's going on there. But um, excited to see Thrawn in live action. They're. Uh, Setting up for that to happen now. Yeah, I, 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 
I don't know how that's going to work. Like going from mm. it, because I'm I'm assuming it's like a completely different team from whoever was doing um, the animated shows. Uh, Dave Filoni's still there. Okay. He he was the guy behind Clone Wars and Rebels, and then he's been working on Mandalorian. He didn't have much to do with Resistance. Um, that one he like handed it off to another team and just gave them some notes. Okay, that so there'll be some uh, overlap. Yeah. Like I I don't I don't know like cross cross show storylines make me nervous. Yeah, I mean, you I know? think it's it's like they're bringing the characters back, but it's not. It doesn't seem like it's kind of like a strong continuity to the things from the cartoons. Yeah. Aside from you know, like we've got Bo Katan back, and she's got like, she's trying to get the dark saber back, and we saw the dark saber at the end of season one, and those are all Clone Wars Rebels things relating to Mandalorians. So, like, there's definitely, like, I think they're using the cartoons as, like, um, like a lore background, but the storyline is still existing in the present. So, if Thrawn shows up, it's not gonna be like, hey, remember that thing I did back on Lothal in Rebels Season 3? It's like, no, it's, whatever he's doing now is what he's currently doing now, and they will establish it as, like, a new thing, and any, any of that other stuff is just background that it it's helpful but it's not necessary. Yeah, like I, I like I haven't even seen the Mandalorian episode, so I'm not gonna say that it, you know, it's gonna be bad or anything. It just I I I feel like it things are usually better when there's just continuity between a show and itself and not, you know, trying to mm. balance um I, I I don't know exactly how to say it, but yeah, I mean it's it's one of those like reveal moments that I think is going to land flat for a lot of viewers. Um, but it, like it, it excites the ones who are in the know, which could work. I mean, yeah. it, it could be bad. It, like, oh, that's just a thing for nerds. But if if what it builds to is good, it could work because it could be you know like the end of Avengers one, they tease Thanos. Nobody except for comic book nerds knew who the fuck Thanos was. So it's like, okay, so a, a purple guy with a bumpy chin turned and smiled at the camera. What was that all about? Um, and then all the nerds are like, oh, it's going to be so good. There's going to be this whole infinity thing. And it's like, okay, yeah, I guess we'll see. And then it happened and it was great. So, I mean, this, like, they're, they're dropping a name out of nowhere. Most people are going to be like, okay, who's this Admiral? I thought Moff Gideon was the guy that was like the big bad guy um but again i mean even then like gideon showed up at the end of season one you know after we had had um uh warner herzog i think was like the main bad guy through most of it and then he just gets killed and it's like oh actually this gideon guy he's Hmm. the guy who was that guy's boss so it might be that thrawn is gideon's boss and that we're just like working our way up the chain but um, like maybe that's how they'll make it fit, you know. So it's not just hey, there's another major imperial threat aside from the first major imperial threat that we set up. Yeah. Uh, there's always a major imperial threat. Yeah. 
But yeah, even when the Empire's gone, now it's the First Order. Yeah. It's a new Imperial threat. Yeah. And uh, whenever they make, whenever they decide to make a new trilogy, and like, what what do you think? F- five to eight years, probably. Yeah, I think COVID has pushed it back from what it was going to be. But they're finding more success with these Disney Plus shows than they are. I mean, at least, you know, in terms of, like, yeah. popularity and people liking what they're doing, uh, the Disney Plus shows have done you know, a lot better. Like, the movies made a lot of money, but always came out to, like, majorly mixed reviews. It's like, love yeah. it or hate it for Cause, like, all the, of them, really. Yeah, I mean, we're we're going to go through this again, but the, the first one people kind of liked but it was exactly like it it was basically copying the original trilogy the second yeah, one yeah I mean, yeah the the first mm, one very mixed yeah the, the first one was like you either thought it was really like a really fun you know if safe movie or it's like meh they didn't do anything new with that and then yeah and rogue one was like well, this is all nostalgia fodder, but I guess at least they're doing something different with it. Um, yeah. And then Last Jedi was like, either love the twists I like, or hate I, the twists. Yeah, I I like the idea of Rogue One. I just don't think they pulled it off all that well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, like the it lead felt, characters well, were too boring. But the idea yeah. was there. And, like... The, I I didn't like the idea of like let's explain how they got the Death Star plans. Like I, mm. I don't think that's a terrible reason, like for a story, but it's also not exciting because you already know how it ends. Like yeah, it ends as the first movie starts. Like we all know that. Yeah. Um, but like just like just the idea of like filling in the holes mm. somewhere with characters we don't know anything about. That have nothing to do with <laughs> Skywalker. Hmm. Um, I don't mind that. Yeah. Or you know, except except Darth Vader making dad jokes, but we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I think I would have liked Rogue One better if the main character was more interesting. You know, if it wasn't just this like yeah kind of bland person who discovers hope and preaches to everyone about hope, and that makes them hopeful, and then she dies, and pretty much everyone else dies. Because it's an Alamo story. Yeah, because I mean, like Luke was kind of a you know little punk shithead um, in the first Star Wars movie, but he like grew into his own. Yeah. But when you when you start as just like random ass person who ends up as random ass person, like where? Yeah. <laughs> Where did we go? Yeah, like, like the side what, characters the were more interesting in that movie than the main characters. Yeah, definitely. And then they all die, and nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Yep. Until Cassie and Andor gets his spin-off Disney Plus show that they keep threatening to make. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and then yeah, and then spin-off stuff. Yeah, and then there was Solo. Like just. Oh. I don't know, like, just make up your own fucking characters and tell a story with them, for God's sake. That's why The Mandalorian is so cool. Mm. Yeah. Because we don't... We we can have the set dressing of the Star Wars universe, but we don't have to fall into the trap of trying to explain 20 goddamn... Well, 40 goddamn years of uh, 
like stories that don't even exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Mandalorian does a a really good balance of having an original story with original characters who can stand on their own and have their own plotline. With like, it has like Easter eggs, but they're not. They don't distract from the plot, and. I mean, like, some of them are, like, necessary to the plot, but they still work within it. Like, they're, you know, picking and choosing the ones that will actually work. Yeah, like, having a... Having an ATST pop up in, like, a random planet is fine, because everybody knows what the Empire mm-hmm. is, because everyone's seen Star Wars before. But, like, we don't have to have, you know... The Empire or Darth Vader or one of the officers we've seen in the movies, like, commanding somebody. You yeah, know? yeah, and it's like, like the stuff about Mandalorians and Mandalorian culture, that's all from various books and comics and stuff over the years, some of which have been decanonized, and, you know, like, they just, like, they took the best parts of that, so, like, the, the deep lore nerds, you know, can enjoy it for that and for everyone else it's streamlined and explained enough that it's like yeah this makes sense it's like I understand what these people are about yeah yeah like taking what worked before and telling it in a in a new way is fine just like I'm tired of Star Wars constantly trapping itself against um characters that everybody already knows about. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of the movies... You know, like, trying to, trying to fit mm, into the mold. Like, I feel like their movies are made by people whose only experience with Star Wars is watching the movies. So they're trying to make a movie that is, like, the parts they liked from the movies. But it's not interesting because they're not yeah. doing anything, like, either new or original or... Like, I don't know, like, they're just not building the characters in interesting ways or like developing them it it just it just feels like it's it's a reaction to a thing they remember from from like the old movies yeah yeah it's like the the fact that it's star wars doesn't matter as much as like like just with the the way the the actual sequel trilogy is like it doesn't matter that it's Star Wars it matters that all the potential that the characters has eventually gets mm-hmm. wasted at some yeah. point yeah yeah like the movies on their own don't have a compelling narrative um and yeah yeah good so happy yep. ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are up to about two hours, <laughs> um, probably. Um, uh, are we gonna watch the prequels next? Um, do you want to watch the prequels next? I mean, we can. I mean, I guess we should. I mean, we should just we should just do them okay. all. Yeah, like, um, maybe. We can do the the side movies at some point mm. too, but I'd rather not. Not now, mm. because I I I don't I don't fucking want to. Yeah, I, guess. I mean I don't know if I don't know if there's um, a, 
a good accessible way to watch Gindy Tartakovsky's 2D Clone Wars show. It it's about it's on two hours. Okay, yeah, because that I think that one would be worth rewatching at some point. It's like yeah. two two and a half hours, maybe two and a half hours tops. It's probably like two hours uh, to watch the whole thing. Okay. And like, if we're watching the prequels, if you want, we can watch the Clone Wars movie. But it, I mean, it doesn't. There's oh. not much interesting no, the, about the, it. The movie is not worth watching unless we're going to watch the entire series, and that is a ridiculous amount of time to pour into these. Yeah, these that that would be like three. That would be like three months before we finished it. Yeah, probably. Um, the the way the show goes. Yeah. Yeah, with a lot of time spent, like, why did we bother to spend four episodes on younglings? Just get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Do we really got, need four I, episodes I, I, where this little frog guy learns not to be racist against droids? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we... How many episodes do we need to spend on this planet with literal fucking force gods? Mm. Like, yeah. like, um, three. Like, I I still can't believe that they put that three. Yeah. Three. It, it, it's like, three parts of that. I, I I don't I don't even hate that little mini arc. It just it's very weird for it to be there. Yeah, I mean, it is bizarre, and, like, any, you know, like, the Force works better when it's more nebulous. Like, when they try to put faces, and, like, not, you know, like, it's one thing if you have, like, a Jedi or something trying to explain, like, this is how the Force works. Uh, Because then you could always be, you know, retcon and say, oh, that's just their opinion. But, it's like, when you have these people who are avatars of the Force, it's like, wait, so... So the light side is a woman, I guess, and the dark side is a dude. Um, and they have a father who's trying to keep them. (laughs) And balance is when you choke them both in an arena so they don't kill your friends. (laughs) And apparently, killing them has no wider effects on the way of the force as a whole. Yeah. I still don't exactly know. I I know the writers of like the books and stuff tried to make sense of that. Like they had, they added a mother character in one of the book series, but um, <sighs> it still doesn't make sense. Like for for switches, like that's an idea you can get behind, right? Because I mean, the the force is basically magic, and having people manipulate it in ways that is not just like. Oh, grab this thing! Shoot lightning out my fingers is cool, but yeah, like embodying the force like within like these petty ass people on just some random planet, yeah, and then killing them and having no wider consequences. And that the whole thing was supposed to somehow explain really what weird. the prophecy of the chosen one was, and it made the prophecy even the more prophecy confusing. Prophecy is a load of shit. Yeah. It's a load of shit. Yeah, I mean, that's what. Yeah, and that that's another explanation that like some of the books have had that it's like the prophecy was some garbage that like a I don't know like an ancient Sith Lord or something slipped into a Jedi text so that they would be like looking out for this you know one legendary individual and then they 
hijack the prophecy like and now we're going to make this baby appear out in space somewhere and he's going to fulfill their prophecy and we'll manipulate him and make him our Armenian we're gonna make this baby <laughs> I'm sorry but I, I yeah, guess that explains who Pal- Palpatine fucked the force like right as he said that yeah <laughs> he fucked the force's mom and he had a little yep. force baby yep I don't know if like an image of Palpatine fucking a force oh. mattress is a thing that I'll be able to put on this episode but <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how you mm. would do that no that, that, that sounds like work um yeah, it sounds like a lot of work, actually. Um, I'll probably just, just put, put a picture of a mattress a and write that of, one uh, mattress episode. Because that's how this episode will be remembered. Put put, put in... Put, put an image of, uh, of the Emperor from uh, Return of the Jedi, like... You know, like, as he's trying to turn Luke, and he's got a smile mm. on his face. Just have, like, Casper the Friendly Ghost in the mm. corner. <laughs> it's provocative. Mm. I'm thinking probably something with a mattress. But uh, I'll figure something out. <sighs> okay, so we're doing the prequels and um, the Clone Wars miniseries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll try to find time in the next two weeks to watch all of that. Like, mm. minis series. I will probably half watch them while yeah. doing something else. I mean, the, it... <laughs> I haven't, like, fully watched the prequels in a very mm. long time, so... I mean... I think the last time I tried to watch them, the the last time I distinctly remember rewatching them, was back when Force Awakens came out, and I was going to marathon all six in preparation for it, and I got like part way into two, and then I'm like, I'm bored, I'm just gonna go do something else, gonna go drive up to the mall and wait for the movie to start. Yeah. Yeah, two is the worst. Yeah. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I think blows. I either got partway into two or maybe like early into three, and I was so like, tired after two. So fa- I'm like, I, don't, I don't care. Yeah, because like Fan- Phantom Menace is bad, but it's kind of funny bad because it's yeah, got I mean, it's, like it's charming. And I was nine years old when it came out. Yeah, it, it's like put put it this way: all all the Star Wars memes are from. Episode one and three, and barely any mm. of them are from two. <laughs> that, yeah, that, like three are like the melodramatic ones, and one yeah. is like the corny ones. Because one, one is like a stupid, dumb adventure story, except Liam Neeson gets chopped in half at the end, and three is like, holy shit, everybody's dying. Um, yeah. This is where the fun begins. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, just so many, like, quotable lines in it. <laughs> like, two tried to have a quotable line with, like, the aggressive negotiations thing, but it never really caught on. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I just fucking cracked myself up. Also, there's a dog mm. barking. Um, yeah. Now uh, your your dog is saying it's time to hang up the call. Yeah. It it's. She only barks Darth when I Barkus start. Darth has spoken. <laughs> Thus says Dark Shittieth. Wait, I I I messed that up. <laughs> I was gonna say Darth, Darth Shittius. Yes, but I, I said I said the wrong thing. Mm. I, I, <sighs> this is a shit show. <laughs> the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>